Welcome to God Signs with your host, J.R. Bucklew, the president and CEO of Deaf Bible Society near Dallas, Texas. I'm Marshall Lawrence. Have you ever been in a situation where you're driving in a city you don't often visit and you can't quite figure out where you are or where you're going? So you stop and ask a native of that town to give you directions. The only problem is he speaks French and you speak English. You can make out some of what he says, but you're still confused. Well, you can always trust the Bible to give you great directions in life, unless you don't quite understand what it means by what it says. And that's where we start today. JR? Our scripture for today comes to us from Romans chapter 10, verse 17, which says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. This is a very significant verse for me. I've, I've run across this verse many times in ministry, especially in deaf ministry internationally. And you might think that sounds a bit ironic, that a verse about hearing something would be significant in deaf ministry. Well, actually, several years ago, when I started work with the Deaf Bible Project, it was a project, an initiative that was being started out of an organization in Albuquerque, New Mexico, called Faith Comes by Hearing. For me, that was a big deal. You know, we've talked many times. I've grown up in a deaf home, both my parents being deaf, American Sign Language being my first language. You think, well, why would I go work at a place called Faith Comes by Hearing? I mean, you know, the joke I used to say was like, oh, gosh, that's, that's disgusting. What does that mean for deaf people if faith comes by hearing? Well, how do they receive faith? And I kind of say that a bit sarcastically, but at the same time, you know, I have met people from the field outside of the United States. There's one story in particular from the Americas where a mission team had gone in and there was a deaf lady that came up to them and, and was weeping. I mean, weeping. And I said, what's wrong? And she said to them, you know, I, I just wish, I just wish I could be saved. I said, well, you, you can be. You can be saved. Why do you think you can't be saved? And she told them, she said, you know, when I talked with the pastor of the church down the road, he told me that in the book of Romans it says, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of the Lord, and you can't hear. Therefore, you can't be saved. Well, we've, we've talked in the past, um, if, if you've ever uh, been able to hear some of the other things that we've done where we've talked through Mark 7 or other passages and we talk about things that sort of become a stumbling block to deaf people, I mean, that, this is a difficult passage. Well, you tell me, come as I am, come to the throne, come, receive the invitation. And yet, I can't hear. Well, how do I do that? Well, I would say, and I'm, I'm guessing you would agree, that that's probably a little bit of a misinterpretation of this passage. Uh, but a really amazing story came out of this. I was, uh, when, like I said, when I first joined Faith Comes by Hearing, I was working on a project called the Deaf Bible Project. When I first went into full-time ministry, I was serving um, on the mission field in Ethiopia, Later, my wife and I came back to the United States, and we ended up in Albuquerque, New Mexico, of all places, at a donor event. 
And at this donor event, this organization, Faith Comes by Hearing, an audio Bible ministry, was sharing about their work. What they would do is they partnered with Wycliffe Bible Translators, the Bible Societies, and different Bible translation organizations. That when a translation was complete, they would then take that text and they would create an audio recording, a dramatized audio recording. Many of you probably use their uh, audio recordings, whether through the Bible.is app or through Uversion or some other platforms. And you have been impacted by some of this work. Well, they're presenting this idea, and they had just entered into a partnership with an organization called the Jesus Film, a ministry of uh, Campus Crusade for Christ crew. Well, they partner with the Jesus Film, and the Jesus Film is soon to be made available through mobile apps, iOS, Android, and they're getting ready to release this product. And then someone comes to them and says, hey, well, if you, if you can release the Jesus film in an audio, I mean, if you could release the Jesus film through a mobile app, does that mean you can do a mobile app for sign language Bible videos? And they said, well, yeah, it's just code. It's just zeros and ones. We could put it up in the cloud and push out the content. Is there a sign language Bible out there? So, well, absolutely. And, uh, Faith Comes by Hearing uh, started a partnership with an organization out of Council Bluffs, Iowa, called Deaf Missions. Deaf Missions had completed the sign language, the American Sign Language New Testament, in 2004, and had made that available to the world uh, through DVD and VHS. And at this point, it had just been under 10 years of them doing distribution, they partner with Faith Comes by Hearing, and Faith Comes by Hearing is building this sort of uh, uh, a, a pilot product, you know, sort of a, this prototype, this idea that, hey, let's put the sign language Bible in a mobile app. And they released it. And I happened to be at this donor conference where they were trying to rally and bring in some seed funding to test out this idea. And of course I thought, you know, going into the event, well, you know, well, this will be a great conference to go to. Every conference I normally go to has something to do with deaf people, with sign language Bibles, with sign language ministry. And even if, if I'm being paid to be there or I pay to be there, in some way I come out of the event ending up working it as an interpreter, a voice interpreter, doing something just because I'm a CODA, I grew up in the world, I can be an interpreter, I can be whatever they need me to be for the event. And I thought, you know, this Faith Comes by Hearing Audio Bible Conference sounds like a great thing that I could go to and actually not have to do anything. I could just sit back and take it all in. And, uh, you know, if you know anything about my story and our journey uh, through the Deaf Bible Project to the Deaf Bible Society and even now with God Signs uh, radio program, uh, the funny thing is it's like I, I never left. So I go thinking, I'm not going to have to do anything. I'm not going to have to work. I can just soak it all in. I can just experience something new. And that's mostly true. I did. I, I, there was so much that happened. And I was soaking it all in and thinking, wow, this is amazing what they're doing with the audio Bible. I wonder how we could apply some of these processes uh, some of these strategies, some of these technologies to deaf ministry. 
And then all of a sudden, this guy, this guy gets on stage by the name of Jim Gleason. Jim Gleason was one of their area directors and had been in the Philippines. And Jim comes across a group of people doing a listening group. A listening group that was using the audio Bible in one of the indigenous languages there in the Philippines. And what that means is it was a group of people that would get together once a week or more and just listen through the Bible. But ironically, this group was meeting at a local deaf school. And of course, Jim was quite confused. You're doing a Faith Comes By Hearing listening group using an audio Bible at a deaf school. Uh, please explain to me how this works. And they say, well, you know, we don't have any deaf people at the meeting. What we have is, uh, you know, they let us use their building in the evenings. But this particular day when Jim was there, a group of the deaf showed up. And they were demanding to know what that little black box was telling people, especially since they were using their building to play the message from the little black box. And of course, Jim was greatly impacted by this. He said, you know, we have missed a whole group of people uh, that aren't being engaged through a text translation. They're not being engaged with an audio Bible. We have to do something. And so I'm sitting in the audience listening to Mr. Gleason share his story. And my, 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 my mind immediately went to, well, how do we implement something in the field? That's what I was thinking. And then he brought up one of their tech guys who started pitching this idea like, we think we can release a mobile app. We're getting ready to release it. It has the sign language, uh, the American Sign Language New Testament. We think this could be huge. But all I could think about was, how does my friend Muse from northern Ethiopia use something like this to better engage his community with the gospel? Mobile apps, fantastic. Mobile app on a smartphone, streaming video in northern Ethiopia, not so much. What can we do? Well... What could we do ended up being I stayed in Albuquerque, New Mexico to work with this team. And it took, you have to understand, this took a lot of prayer. I was thinking, oh, geez, I'm going to go work at a place called Faith Comes By Hearing? I mean, as I read in the beginning, I mean, what a stumbling block passage. And, you know, how do I explain this? No, it doesn't mean that you have to be healed in order to to know Christ. It doesn't mean this. You know, there's so much you had to explain when you show somebody, especially in the deaf world, a business card with an organization name like Faith Comes By Hearing. But we really felt the Lord leading us in that direction, and so, so we went. Well, it was only a few months after I had arrived and started working on staff at Faith Comes By Hearing, and really, I was tasked to say, what, where do we go from here? We have the New Testament. How do we expand reach? Um, and that really had a lot to do with, there were a lot of uh, designs that, that needed to be updated with the Deaf Bible app. There were a lot of uh, strategic decisions that needed to be made on how do we integrate more content? How do we partner with an organization like Door International, which we've talked about on the program before, uh, to... It, it, 
incorporate their translation work into the Deaf Bible app? And how do we go partner with Wycliffe and the Bible societies around the world to make sure if there's any any part of the Bible translated to any sign language out there, we want it to be made available. Because now our mission was God's word in every sign language, every deaf person should have access to this. Much like the vision for the Coca-Cola founders, you know, if you've ever heard presentations, you know, their, their vision was that there shouldn't be a person in the world who wasn't within the arm's reach of a Coca-Cola product. And as crazy as it sounds, they have come pretty darn close to doing that. I mean, I've been everywhere this last year uh, on just about every continent except Antarctica, and there hasn't been a place that I've been to where you could not get a Coca-Cola product. And so we said, well, there should not be a deaf person in the world who we can't force them to engage with the Bible. But there shouldn't be a deaf person in the world who doesn't know where they can freely and easily access a Bible in their sign language. Pretty big mission. So I'm sitting here several months in. We've got this, this you know, sort of 1.0 of a deaf Bible app out with only the New Testament and American Sign Language made available. And I'm saying, okay, JR, where do we go? What do we do? talking with my wife, talking with peers and my supervisors there at Faith Comes By Hearing and seeking the Lord in prayer. And I said, well, let me just start building network and reaching out. And so one of the first things, most tangible things I began to do was engage with a little deaf church about 45 minutes or so south of Albuquerque, New Mexico. This deaf ministry, uh, once a month, held a potluck or a communal dinner, if you will, where they would say, we're going to provide the main dish, we're going to provide the chicken or the brisket or whatever it is, and everybody else bring a, a vegetable, a side, a dessert, something to drink. And we'll have a devotion, we'll have some time of sharing, and we'll mostly just engage with one another in fellowship. So it was a community event. Well, the very first one that I went to, I walked inside this gymnasium where the, it was being held, and there was a table, a registration table, which was not unusual. On the registration table, there was a piece of paper, and on that paper it had written out instructions. Please write your name, address, and information. Pretty simple, I think. Well, all of a sudden, here comes Ian. Ian is a deaf guy from this community, and he walks up to me and starts signing to me. Uh, we introduce ourselves to one another, and he says, So, JR, can you tell me what this says? Remember, the paper says, Write your name, address, and information. And I said, Well, sure. So I signed it to him. It wants your name, where do you live, the number, the name of the street, um, do you have email, some other way of, you know, uh, people contact you, and he says, oh yeah, I have that memorized, and he writes it down. Well, a pretty basic invitation. It was an invitation to provide some information. And But you have to understand, Ian's not alone in this. I mean, studies have shown that over 65% of deaf Americans are functionally illiterate in the English language. Now, that does not mean that they can't go out into the public, go out into the community, and engage with the English language. It just means that's, for the most most of them, they're not 
thinking in English. They're not processing information in English. They're doing that in American Sign Language. And literacy in the English language for deaf people, which, let me remind you, is a second language for most deaf people, literacy in the English language is not an indicator of intelligence. Just because someone's not literate in the English language does not mean that they're simply unintelligent. Because these are brilliant people. You just have to be able to use the language that they use. So for Ian, smart guy, English just wasn't his thing. And so we begin a conversation, and of course, if, if the ability to respond to an invitation to provide information is challenging, how in the world is this guy going to respond to the invitation of the gospel? How is he going to respond to the things of the Bible? And of course, as I said, it's been a few months. I'm working on this project to make the Bible in American Sign Language available to every deaf person. I said, well, Ian, you, you have a smartphone. Do you have the Deaf Bible app? Which we worked through the process. We got it downloaded on his phone. I said, here, watch. And, you know, uh, Let's talk about it sometime. And on I go about my business. Well, now it's a month later. We're back at this same potluck, the same fellowship event, and in walks Ian. And boy, he is, he is upset. And he says, we have a problem. I need to talk to you about this deaf Bible app thing. I need to talk to you. And I thought, oh gosh, it must be a technical issue. Something's not working. You know, I was really frustrated because I had been having some of those. And, and, and don't you just hate it when you spend all of your time and energy to build something and then it just not work. And not only have you built it, but you are marketing it, you are pushing it, you have this vision and you feel like it's not working. But to my surprise, that really wasn't what Ian was frustrated with. We sit down, and of course I start to address the technical stuff. Well, what was it doing? Was the screen freezing? Was the, was the videos gone? And he says, no, 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 sit down, sit down. So we sit down and we start a conversation. He says, uh, I need to ask you a serious question. I am a little bit frustrated, to which I thought a little bit. I mean, it was all over his face. This guy was, was a little bit more than a little bit frustrated. He says, so I've been watching through the book of Romans. And I thought, okay, where, where are we going? He says, JR, I've been watching through the book of Romans. What is this guy talking about? Chapter 1 and 2 and 3 and 4. And I thought, oh my goodness, this guy has serious, like, theological questions. Totally caught me off guard. The other scary T in my vocabulary. It goes from technology to theological. And so I should have been prepared that it could have been either one of those things. I just happened to think it was going to be a technical question. And finally, as we, we get through, we talk about a few things. I say, you know, Ian, why don't we do this? Why don't you go home, watch through Romans again, but a bit more slowly. If you have questions, I want you to remember them or record yourself signing those questions. And next month, we can sit down and let's work through those one at a time. I'll do my best. Well, now we're a month later, so we're two months into this, this friendship, this relationship around the Deaf Bible app. 
And it's my turn to give the devotion. Well, my beloved friend, my brother, the pastor of this deaf congregation, Red, as we called him, Red gets up to introduce me. And what does he do? He decides to make a joke to introduce me as the guy from Faith Comes by Hearing who is here to talk about the verses of Faith Comes by Hearing. To which I think, oh, goodness, well, what a way to turn a deaf community off to your sermon. It's like you're going to tell them that here comes this hearing guy that works for an audio Bible ministry here to talk to them about what faith comes by hearing means. This can't really be good, can it? And all of a sudden, there at the back table, we see a man raise his hand. Ian raises his hand. Red says, yes, Ian. Ian stands up and begins to sign I would like to explain what you mean by faith comes by hearing. And I looked around the room and thought to myself, well, this is either going to be really good or really bad. So Ian gets up, and remember, he's been going through the book of Romans. He gets up front, he positions himself, and he says, you know, I've been watching through the book of Romans and everything that's being talked about is spiritual, spiritual, spiritual. The dead man being made alive. Everything is spiritual. It's spiritual. I don't think all of a sudden we would now find ourselves faced with a physical requirement for engaging with the word of God. That all of a sudden that faith would be by physical requirement to hear and that you have to literally physically hear the word of God. I think what that verse really means and the way he signed it is amazing and you know one of those things it's like how do I how do I help you visualize how he signs this over the radio. But he signed what we would use for the word word and he put it in the position to imply that it was God's word. And literally, if I translate that for you, literally, his translation for faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God was God's word taking root in the heart of man. And I just sat back as I saw him sign this, and I thought, this man, this man that in the English language could not respond to the invitation to provide information. When given a Bible in his heart language, American Sign Language, he was a theologian. Oh, what it means to have God's Word made available to you in your language. If you are listening to this broadcast on the radio today, There's never been a day in your life when the Bible wasn't accessible to you. Even if you grew up in a non-Christian home with parents who didn't believe in God or the divinity of his son Jesus, the Bible was never far from your reach. But for deaf people who communicate in one of the 400 signed languages in the world, the Bible has been virtually inaccessible. Deaf people need the Bible in their native heart language so they can understand it better and trust it more. 
Every day, Deaf Bible Society and its many partners around the globe are working hard to unlock the truths of the Bible to men and women and children who talk with their hands and hear with their eyes. But they need your help. Please take a moment and visit our website, godsigns.com. And as the Lord leads, make a generous contribution to this vital work, would you? godsigns.com. Help give deaf people of the world something that you've had all your life, but they have never seen, a complete Bible in their heart language. godsigns.com. Thank you so much. And now with some closing thoughts, here's Jr. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of the Lord. I mean, have you thought about that? What would your life be like if you didn't have access to God's word in your language? As the the theologian Ian once said, it means God's word taking root in the heart of man. Have you allowed his word to take root in your heart today? Are you engaging with it? Are you, are you seeking him in his word? Because for it to take root in your heart, then follows total transformation. Our lives would be transformed by his word in our language. And for millions of people around the world like Ian, they've yet to receive access to any scripture any gospel presentation, with over 98% of deaf people around the world still having not been engaged with the gospel message in their sign language. So much is yet to be done. The work before us is huge. But together, you and I are in a place now where this isn't an impossible mission. His word is being made great among the nations, and his word is being made available in sign languages all over the world. And so I encourage you today, once again, pray, seek the Lord. How would he have you make a difference with us in the lives of deaf people all around the world? And how would he have you make a difference among the lives of deaf people right there in your own community? Do you know where they are? Have you seen them? Are you looking for them? I pray today that God would open your eyes so that you would be made aware of the deaf people living in your neighborhood. That you would use tools that are available to you, like deafchurchware.com, so you can find a local deaf ministry that you can come alongside and support as they seek to see more theologians out there like Ian who may not be able to engage as well with the English invitation, but because of the Bible and their language and American Sign Language, they can respond to the gospel, they can share the gospel, and that his name will continue to be made great there as well. So thank you for going on this journey with us. We'll see you next week. Thank you, JR. Remember that this broadcast is also being made available online in a video version and interpreted in American Sign Language for deaf people. So if you have friends or family who are deaf themselves, encourage them to visit our website, godsigns.com. 
It's free, it's fascinating, and it's God's honest truth. Inspiring, life-giving truth at GodSigns.com. Thank you for being a part of this program and for spreading the word about what we're trying to accomplish here. With your prayers and generous financial support, we'll continue this work until all the deaf have seen God's Word with their own eyes. For J.R. Bucklew and Deaf Bible Society, I'm Marshall Lawrence. May God bless you. It's free, it's fascinating, and it's God's honest truth. Inspiring, life-giving truth at GodSigns.com. Thank you for being a part of this program and for spreading the word about what we're trying to accomplish here. With your prayers and generous financial support, we'll continue this work until all the deaf have seen God's word with their own eyes. For J.R. Bucklew and Deaf Bible Society, I'm Marshall Lawrence. May God bless you.